And East Kavanagh is devoted to helping people show up and bring their best selves to the table in order to create significant positive impact in their lives. She is the creator of the IEP method, which we're going to be talking about this morning, an advisor, a thinking partner to leaders and organizations around the world, a keynote speaker and author of three books, Contagious Culture, Show Up, Set the Tone and Intentionally Create an Organization that Thrives, Contagious You, Unlock Your Power to Influence, Lead and Create the Impact You Want, and The Leader You Will Be. I love those titles, by the way, Anise. <laughs> and I, I was looking at your website, and I love the, the tagline that says that your clients describe you as someone who builds creative leaders, makes people better, and gets people having honest conversations. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today. But first off, I just want to understand the origin story. So going back to grade school, yeah. what were you thinking and imagining you would be doing at this stage of your career? What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I love that. Okay, well, in grade school, first of all, I was incredibly shy. I was super, super, super shy. Uh, and what I, I, was, I was so shy, in fact, that they thought that I wasn't going to make it in the real world. And what I, what I realized as I grew up is I was just very empathic. I was very empathetic, very sensitive. But I was incredibly shy. And the thing that I thought I would be when I grew up was I thought I was going to be a writer. And I thought I was going to work in a big office building with a big, huge window. And it was going to be very, very many feet up. But I didn't know what exactly I was going to be doing, except for I knew I'd be writing. So that, that was, that was, we've got, it was funny. My mom gave me years ago a vision that I wrote up when I was about eight years old about my life. And I had kind of said, like, this is what I'm going to be doing. And this is what's important to me. And some of it's actually happened. <laughs> it's kind of creepy, isn't it? In, in a sort of twilight zone was sort of yeah. way. But I love it because people's journeys and paths are usually not that straight line. There are twists and turns along the way. So yeah. I'm curious. Obviously, you are a writer, three books. And you're working with people, though, as a leadership expert and thought leader. So what was the pivot point that brought you to this point today? Yeah. Well, I, and I didn't, you know, I didn't start out as a writer. I wanted to be a writer for a long time. I started my company actually back in 2003 and I started writing, you know, I started, I would write blog posts, I'd write little articles and stuff. And, um, I really wanted to be a writer and I just couldn't, I just couldn't get there. And so I actually started working with people and I was working with, I was doing coaching and leadership development and started the business and did all this stuff. And then it wasn't actually until about 24, 2013, 2014, where after I developed the business and I developed the body of work that then I met an agent and a publisher and they said, Hey, do you want to write a book? And I was like, Oh my gosh, finally. Um, but the pivot point I think for me with this work was I was, um, there's, there's two pivot points. One was I was about 14 years old and my family was going through a really big divorce and it was just a really hard time in my life. And I remember I was working um, actually at Baskin Robbins and I was scooping ice cream and I was really mad and upset and um, just, you know, just like any 14 teenage girl, 14 year old who's going through something like that. And I remember as I was scooping the ice cream, I had the thought occur to me, uh, what if everything that's happening right now in your life is actually happening for you versus to you? And what if you actually could create a really awesome life out of this? Like, what if you could actually really be even better coming out of the situation? And um, I don't, you know, I think that thought came from, I've always said angels 
divine, you know, spirit, all that. Um, but that thought was my first connection to um, what I now look at as intention and the first connection to deciding to create a life that you really love. And then that got me into leadership and that got me into studying the body. And that was the other pivotal point was the older I got, as I went through school, I started to realize how much, um, how we took care of ourselves and how clear we were, how much mm-hmm. that impacted our ability to lead and create impact in our life. And so there was a couple of those, couple of those little pivotal points. So it's self-awareness and it's all about leadership presence. I know that's a theme that comes through clearly in the writing and, and in your work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So in my introduction, I talked about the IEP method. So let's just start with the basics. IEP. Mm-hmm. What does it stand for? What does it mean? Okay. Intentional energetic presence. So intentional energetic presence, which is exactly what it sounds like in that we're intentional about the energetic presence we bring to anything that we do, whether we're in a conversation like you and I are right now, we're talking to our child, we're doing the dishes, we're leading a board meeting, we're conscious, not robotic, but conscious about what is the energy I'm bringing to the table and is it helping me create the impact that I want to have? You know, and so there's intentional energetic presence. And then there's the other way of looking at it, which is you take those three words apart. You just look at your intention, which is what do I want to create your energy, which is how am I taking care of myself? So I have the energy and the stamina to create it. And then my presence, which is all about, well, how am I actually showing up? And what is that energy I'm bringing into the room? So those three things. So what would, for somebody listening, how would I know then if I am misaligned in one or more of those three areas. Great. So if you're walking through your life and you're constantly feeling exhausted or you walk into a room or you're in an interaction and the energy feels really, really low or you're getting resistance from somebody, like the most easy way to look at it is if I'm in a conversation with my teammate or a client and I'm not having the impact I want to have or there feels like there's a lot of tension The first place I want to look is how am I showing up and what is the energy I'm actually projecting here that might be contributing to that? And so that's a reactive way of doing it. But when I talk about an IEP method is we can get in front of it by setting an intention for how we actually want to show up. So if I, before, you know, so for example, you and I today, let's just say before we get on this, 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 it's not a call, this this interaction, this experience. Before we get on here, let's just say that I had a really rough morning and I'm just like, oh man, I'm not feeling it. I don't want to do this. I'm in a bad mood. Well, guess what? You and I have got time scheduled together. So I have a leadership responsibility, which means I'm able to respond, um, a leadership responsibility to show up in this conversation. But I want to show up authentically. I don't want to do a override and pretend like I wasn't in a bad mood before. Um, So what I want to do is before you and I even get on this call, I'm going to do a little bit of what I call energetic hygiene, which has me reboot. You know, I I think about it as clearing my energy. I reboot. I kind of, I I bubble up and I just look at, all right, okay, what's actually just happened? Why was I in a bad mood? What do I need to attend to there? You know, am I making stuff up in my head? Did I just get hooked into somebody else's energy? Like I'm going to get a little bit curious. I'm going to reboot. And then I'm going to set my intention for you and I, like, how do I want to show up now? So I'm going into this new conversation, be with this new human being. What is the energy I want to bring to this conversation? And so if I set my intention for what I want to create with you, and then I'm conscious of my energy and I've done my energetic hygiene, and then I'm present. Now, 
all that's here is you and I. And so I get to have an honest interaction with, with, with us versus if I brought all that energy in that I was carrying before, I'm going to create resistance. You're going to feel it. It's not going to feel good. The people that are listening here are going to notice there's something funky with us. And so then I'm going to create even more negativity, which is what happens. And that's why everything is, it's all contagious. I love what you're saying here, because what I'm hearing from leaders, um, A, I had my own personal recognition this week that it's 143 days since I was last on an airplane. And I used to travel regularly. An airplane time for me was the recharging, the self-care piece that you talk about in the IEP model, um, where I binge watch Netflix, I would read, I would research, but I would just think and plan. And of course, 143 days in, I couldn't work out why I was literally viscerally tired. I could feel it to my core, my bones. And one of my colleagues pointed out, it's because we no longer have the pauses and the commas in the day, like my airplane time, or even the transition time between meetings. We are run, 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 run. And so what I like about what you just described there is it puts a natural breath, a natural comma between meetings and the hamster wheel where I choose what do I need to put on the shelf temporarily from what's happened and what do I need to take down and bring yeah. to this next interaction so that not only can I be at the best I, I need to be, but I can help the other personal persons be the best that they can be. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. powerful. It, it's so, well, it is so powerful. And the other thing, you're speaking to a really important part, which is you're going to show up by you taking care of yourself and building that pause, building that intentionality. You're going to show up in a way that actually invites whoever you're with to show up in that way as well. Because we, you know, we, we are contagious as we are right now. We are wildly contagious and we're also energetically, emotionally, mindset, behaviorally contagious. And so if I show up and I'm tense and hurried and not taking care of myself and exhausted and busy and I've got all that energy, that begets more of that energy for the people around me. Yeah. If I show up clear and present, that creates more space for them to go, okay, I'm going to meet her there. There's a, um, there's a rule in this work that I, that, you know, it's a rule, which is that the lowest vibration wins unless somebody is really good at holding their state. And what, what that means is you and I walk into a conversation, I'm in a really negative space. It's very likely that I am going to, um, did I, okay. <laughs> like you just did something really cool screen. <laughs> make sure we're still here um, yeah. real quick. So it's very likely that if I'm really low vibe and you're not good at holding your state, you're, it's very easy to meet me there to come down and hit the lowest vibration. So then you and I walk away from the conversation, both feeling empty. Yeah. Versus if you're good at holding your state and you hold that, I am going to be more challenged to actually start to rise up and, and meet your state. So lowest vibration wins unless there's somebody that knows how to hold their space. And once you are familiar with this work, once you are aware of it, the fact that you have an energetic presence and you can be intentional about it, you're now, you're now it. Like it's your job to actually hold that state. So when you talk about holding state and you, you're talking about lowest and highest, is the intent then I should be happy and perky all the time? Is that what a high state means? Yeah, no, thank you so much for that question. That's, I think that's the biggest misconception with this work is it like, well, great, I'm going to be a cheerleader and go bounce around all day long and be super. No, it's not, it's not that at all. It's that you're bringing, you're bringing clean energy to the room. So it's not that you're bouncing off the walls and super happy and inauthentic. It's actually that you're just clear on holding your own energetic state 
so that you can help things go in a direction that's going to be real versus getting sucked into somebody else's state. Mm-hmm. So I can go into a room and be like, hey there, hi there, ho there, and bouncing off the walls and high vibe. And I can actually ruin a room because if that's not the energy of the room and people actually need me to kind of drop in a little bit and connect with them there, I'm going to ruin trust and credibility. And leaders, we see this in leadership all the time. Leaders go in and they're like, okay, guys, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and things are really hard, but it's going to be awesome. And it was like, uh, okay, no, I'm actually really struggling right now. So that leader, if they're not paying attention to how they're showing up and the energetic presence they're putting off, they're going to break the credibility. So instead they would walk into that room, something really hard's going on in the company or whatever. They walk in the room before they're going to ground in their state. That's part of their intention. I'm going to hold my own space. I'm going to show up in a way that meets people where they're at without letting myself get sucked into negativity. Mm, I love this because what it's providing is a language and framework for, for what many leaders know in their gut. And here's the irony. They know it in their gut, but they can't articulate it. Yeah. And certainly in the past, early in my career, the traditional approach to leadership was leave your emotions at the door. Right. It's business, it's not personal. But as you and I now know, and especially in the 21st century, as culture and attitudes change, it is all personal. Relationships matter, and the emotions that we bring matter. Because as yeah. you said, they're contagious, and we want to be a positive contagion. And it isn't that the emotion is bad or good. Yeah. Just watch Disney Pixar's Inside Out movie, and you'll see. Right. right. Um, but we need to be able to understand why am I feeling it? And then acknowledge it. Because to your point, if I'm all happy and everybody else is going, no, I, I'm actually struggling with the work from home or what's happening, or I've got a family member that's contracted COVID and I'm concerned for their health, wow. then you can't discount it. We need to meet them where they're at. Absolutely. And then you'll say, not get sucked in. It's the difference between empathy and sympathy, isn't it? And, yeah. and how do we work through it together? Well, and we navigate it. And you are bringing up such an important part. You know, it's funny that I, I, my, my body of work is in leadership and culture and all that, but really what I cared the most about that got me into this was actually the self-care of the leader in order to create the healthy culture, you know? And so one of the things you're speaking to right now is for that person, you know, when we talk about emotional authenticity, that, that is part of self-care. So as a leader, if I'm going in, I have a responsibility to take care of myself. And part of that self-care is not only the physical and all the stuff that comes with that, but the mental and the emotional. So I want to be doing my work too. And what tend, what often will happen is that leader that will go in and be like, okay, everything's great. Actually, they don't think everything's great. They're doing what you said, which is I'm going to leave my emotion at the door. I've got to be tough. I've got to be a leader. I've got to show up with authority. And they're actually not taking care of their own emotional authenticity. And so they push it away. Well, guess what? It's going to come out in different ways. Mm -hmm. So self-care in my mind is, in my book literally, is a um, leadership skill. Self-care is a leadership skill that is one of the most important skills and assets we have access to, um, which involves, you know, getting clear before I go in to have that meeting and I set my intentions, I look at, all right, actually, how am I feeling? What do I need right now? And I'm not going to go in and vomit. Like this is another management. I'm not going to go in and vomit all my emotions. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm terrified. This is horrible. I'm so upset. Love. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take care of myself with uh, another colleague, a coach, a therapist, whatever. I'm going to get the support I need so that I manage my emotions and I can show up in a way that helps things go better versus tanks the room. 
So I'm curious, in, in the model that you have, you've got the self-care, you've got the people, you've got the impact, and they're shown as a, a Venn diagram type approach. So which comes first? Does it matter which order I tap into these? It's a great question. I um, what you're, One of the things you're talking about right now is called, I call it the leadership trifecta. And so in the trifecta, just a quick, uh, quick snap, snap of it is basically there are the leaders who have great impact. You know, they've got... Uh, great credentials, uh, you know, they make the company a ton of money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, except they're totally burnt out. They're exhausted. Mm-hmm. They don't care of themselves. Their relationships are falling apart. That's not sustainable. Then you've got the self-care component and you've got leaders who take really good care of themselves, but they're not effective at actually creating impact or getting things done. Well, that's not sustainable. And then there's the third set, which is the people piece. You know, you might have a person who's great at creating impact uh, great at taking care of themselves, but they leave dead bodies everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work either. So what you know what we're talking about is we want to make sure that all three of those are tended to. And what I find is that generally speaking, we have two that we're pretty good in, and then we have one that's our Achilles heel. Okay. And in my experience, most often, especially if someone is in a service-oriented industry, the self-care piece is the one that usually suffers the most. Um, but you know, if I think when you ask like, which one's most important to me, all of them are important. I think if we've got the self-care piece down, that's the one that we have the most control over from the self-care place. We can then decide, all right, how can I better meet people where they're at? How can I have better impact? Uh, but if we're burnt out, it doesn't, none of it works. And that makes sense. As I think about my own personal experience, it's easy to deprioritize me. I think 143 days in, no commute. And yet, has my exercise routine got established? Heck no. Right. Because I'm reinvesting, like many other people, time in sitting at this desk and helping others. Right. And so as I think about your work, I was reading, it's that balance between internal and external, the self-care, me to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you talk about relationship, the physical environment, the mental, emotional, and the, what's the fourth one? Remind me. The vibrational. There's oh. a vibration. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's an interesting word that I, I'm guessing that many leaders listening in vibration, I have never used this in a leadership capacity. So tell us about what vibrational means then. Great, great. Okay, so, oh, and I just, I gotta say, like, I'm never attached to the word that someone uses with vibrational. Like, that that's the word that I experience it as, as and that's, that's what I believe it to be. And here's the thing, whether that's your word or not, every single person listening to this knows the feeling of walking into a room and the room is just like, or being in the grocery store and you're talking to someone and their energy is so low. You just feel yourself starting to get exhausted or Mm -hmm. being with someone you're like, Whoa, I don't know what it is, but I feel so much better. My energy rises just by being around them. Vibrational energy is the energy that we put out. It's what we're projecting and it is what people are responding to. And so in that you're, you're talking about the entire model. There's, um, just real quick. So there's a methodology and the method of the IEP method is, is three things. It's rebooting your presence in the moment, being able to reboot. You and I are getting on this, on this call, uh, reboot. Uh, there's creating intentional impact, which is being so clear about what is the impact I want to have here? How do I want to affect other people? How do I want to show up with them? And then the third one is the ability to create a strong foundation and energetic field. 
And when with the model that you're talking about is designed to create that strong energetic field. So those four quadrants mm-hmm. you mentioned, there's your physical and your environmental energy, which is what you're putting in your body and what you're surrounding yourself with. And basically yeah. just how I take care of myself, set me up to have the best energetic field and, and strength basically as possible. The second quadrant is your mental and emotional energy, which is all about your thoughts mm-hmm. and emotional authenticity. The third one is what we're talking about, which is your vibrational, which is what are you actually putting out, which is hugely impacted by those first two quadrants. And then the fourth quadrant is your relational energy, which if you get those first three quadrants handled, by the time you get to relational energy, that one's actually the easiest of them versus when people come to this work, they usually want to do something in the relational quadrant. But if they don't hit those first three, like it's kind of like operating with a bandaid. So the first three, the vibrational and all those other two, those have to be taken care of in order to make the relational easier. Okay, so you've piqued my curiosity. And of course, anybody else who's listening going, okay, I want to learn more, we can go get the book. Totally. What else, what are the first steps that you would recommend for somebody who's just curious to learn a little bit more about is this for them and how they can elevate their leadership presence and impact? Great. Thank you. Okay. So, well, there's, if you're looking for culture, if you want to enter through culture and how you do that, you want to grab contagious culture. That was the first book. If you really want to dig in and do the deeper work and like really work on your own, how you're showing up and how you're impacting culture that you do contagious you. That was the second one. Um, The other thing that you can do right now is if you go to IEP.io, you can download a, a guide. You can download an actual toolkit, which gives you the IEP method on one page it's got a video of me talking about it. It's there's different resources. So that would be the easiest way, the most least expensive way to do it too, is just to go in and start doing it that way. And then look around the site. If you go to anisekavanaugh.com, I've got resources, articles, blogs, we've got online programs, we have live programs, we've moved everything virtual so people can dive in and really get the body in their work. Yeah. Um, but even before that, like all you have to do today, all you have to do today is just stop. And ask yourself the question, is the way that I'm showing up, is it helping me create the results that I want or not? If I'm not happy about my dynamics, my results, my business results, how I feel, if I'm not happy about that, there is awesomeness in that because I have something to do with it. So if I look at that 9.9 times out of 10, it has to do with my IEP or my lack of it. And that we have to do. So that I love it, especially this year. Here we are in 2020, 143 days into terms of working from home. It was the COVID curveball that none of us necessarily saw coming, or maybe we should have done, but we didn't see it coming. So what are you hoping that we all take away from this experience and how does it connect with the body of work that you're doing? Mm, Thank you so much for that question. That one, uh, that question actually brings tears to my eyes. Um, so I believe what I what I believe is that this pandemic is like a big timeout for all of us. And it's an opportunity for us to stop and to look at our lives and how we've been showing up and how we've been creating impact and how we've been treating each other and how we've been treating ourselves. And I believe that anything that's not in alignment is getting surfaced right now. And we're we're seeing it on so many different levels. Um, so the invitation I hold is that this pandemic was made for all of us individually and as a culture to really look at what is it I need to do to take better care of myself so that I can show up in the world in a way that helps create the culture I actually want to create? I, I feel like it's this big timeout that we just got. Um, so that's one. And then the other piece is, 
what was the second part of your question? I got so excited about it. I've, I've just blanked well, on it. What we hope we take away from this whole experience and how it connects to your work. And I think you yeah. just shared that so eloquently that it's a time out, an opportunity to reflect and think individually and collectively what we could all do more often differently to create a renewed future that we can all benefit from. Yeah, yeah, and I think thank you for thank you for clarifying that. I think the other piece of that, you know, the takeaway is the way that we take care of ourselves right now. This this to me one of the one of the prayers I have for this moment in time is that it underlines how important our self-care is and self-care not only being just our physical self-care but the way we're talking to each other, the way that we are nourishing ourselves so that we have more to give to each other. And I and I think that's the other piece is like in this pandemic in all that we're going through, can we all take a moment to sit back and go, all right, how does the way I treat myself, how is that impacting my leadership and how I'm able to show up for everyone else? And I think if we can get that, I think we can create a lot of really good stuff moving forward in the world. I think we're in a huge, we're in a huge opportunity moment. It's just a choice for us to author what we want that to be. Anise, that is a powerful way to end this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and insights with us today. I'm going to make sure that all of your contact information is in the show notes below. Um, please leave your comments, your questions, and reach out to Anise and her team uh, in terms of exploring how you can create your own contagious culture or invest in creating a contagious you and influencing your own leadership presence and impact. So, Anise, thank you again. I wish you and everybody you hold their continued health and success. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining Morag today. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you learned something worth sharing, share it. Cultivate your relationships today when you don't need anything before you need something. Be sure to follow Sky Team and Morag on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have any ideas about topics we should tackle, interviews we should do, or if you yourself would like to be on the show, drop us a line at info at skyteam.com. That's S-K-Y-E team.com. Thanks again for joining us today. And remember, business is personal and relationships matter. We are your allies.